Gotta love kids. They never pay attention or listen to anything you say. Nope. Not a thing. I was trying to make pizza before, and I had, like, the dough rolled out on the table. And Rain walked over to it. And you could tell he, want, he wanted to get his hands on it in the worst way. Yeah. Chelsea's like, do not touch the pizza dough. Leave it alone. <laughs> and he looked at her and gave her, like, this weird smirk. And then just reached his hand out and started <laughs> smacking it. <That's laughs> like, Dude. They're just little shits. <laughs> they don't Freaking listen. Two-year-old. Yep. You're not recording, right? I've been, yeah. Yeah. This is really the only way to start off a podcast. I think you just got to come is. in you hot because just... we don't have any intro music because we're cheap. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Stack and Stubbs presented by Ticket Board. I'm Kurt alongside John. We are your hosts for this podcast. Welcome to episode two. We're going to get into some of the trials and tribulations of the app, kind of give you guys an update where we're at with things, talk a little bit about an event that we would probably go back to if we had an opportunity and open that question up uh, throughout the week to some of our viewers, see what you guys think. Yeah, we're trying to get this next update out. We published the app on January 8th, I believe it was, and we've been trying to decide what's going to be important for the app for you guys to use and make it better for everybody as we go and um, right now we're, we're redesigning the ticket. The one that we had was great. It was an awesome start. You know, everybody loved it. We were very happy with it, but I wanted to convey the idea of collecting old ticket stubs again and, and having that fun of seeing an old style ticket master ticket stub that you would get in the mail. Um, if anybody remembers those days where they'd actually send them to you in an envelope and you didn't have to, you didn't get them immediately on your phone as a digital download. So the good old days. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to recreate some of that. You know, that was when you used to have to call in and yeah. order tickets online. I remember waiting for hours on the phone to get World Series tickets in 1998 that my mom was going to take us to, but the Yankees swept, so we didn't get to go there. But trying to recreate some of that fun. Um, so that's we're we're trying to come up with a design that is going to be good um, for everybody, that everybody's going to enjoy using. Um so working with our developer, there's definitely some challenges there and giving him our ideas and then him putting them down on paper, so to speak. Um, it's not always easy to convey the message properly. And if you've ever designed an app or ever ran a business or ever did anything, it just seems like as soon as you fix one thing, 10 other things break. Um, so that's what we notice: a, a whole laundry list of things that we need to fix up and, um, just trying to smooth it all out and make the second update one that's going to be a big improvement on the first one. So, yeah. So, you think the the biggest barrier is the language barrier, or do you think it's more so the fact that you may be an amateur, so to speak, when it comes to talking code and programming, and he's kind of looking for certain things out of you, maybe? Yeah, it's probably a little bit of everything. Um, he he's in the states. There's definitely a little bit of a language barrier. Um, not too bad, but I don't I don't know if we're always on the same page with what I'm saying and what yeah. he's getting. Um, so there's definitely some differences there. And then that's where we run into, like, he changes a couple of things. Um, and then something else breaks, and then it's trying to get that back to the way that it was beforehand, before we made these changes. So what we're really trying to do for anybody who's used the app, you know, we know that it's not perfect. We know that the usability of it can be difficult at times, just like any app. Mm -hmm. um, 
you have to learn its little quirks to, to make it work best for you. So we're trying to streamline that process and make it as easy as possible. Like, you know, for an example, if you're creating a ticket and you're adding photos, it could take a while, but it keeps you on that same screen and doesn't necessarily tell you that it's refreshing the the page or uploading the photos. You're just kind of sitting there. So you don't know if it actually takes, um, and then you'll end up putting photos in a second or third time because you don't think anything happened. And then you go back into it 20 minutes later and there's three sets of those same photos in there. So yeah, I actually did that myself over the weekends and yeah, I know the process. So yeah, um, it's, it can be frustrating at times and we understand that. And I, I think it's important that that's brought to everyone's attention for people that are actively using it right now. There definitely are some challenges that we are working to overcome and that's what it's all about though. You know, we wanted to get it out to people early on. Like we mentioned last week, just the user feedback is extremely important. So people using it now is what's really helping us figure out these little things that we can take care of early on. So yeah, um, uh, we got our first one star review on the app. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks for giving the feedback on how to make it better. Appreciate that. If you're out um, there listening, which I'm sure you are, yo, whoever it may be. What's up with people in the negative reviews? Know, though? Like know. on anything, anything. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're, we're going down a little rabbit hole with this one, but that's fine. I feel that's like people are just like so quick to be like, fuck you. I hate this. Like, yeah. Yeah. But they'll never say anything good about it. Yeah. No. Nah, and, and like we had some speculations on who it could potentially be. Cause obviously <laughs> that's, there's not many users yet. So, you know, we're, we're kind of, I think it was our second out. developer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. He may have, but tomorrow we're going to wake up and there's going to be like seven more one-star reviews because he's going to have all his friends do it. Yeah. Um, we'll have seven but, more downloads though, so that's good. That is true. That is true. <laughs> we'll take it. But yeah, I mean, and honestly, if it was, if somebody wholeheartedly was frustrated with the app because, again, you said there's issues where sometimes you may run out of patience and you you don't understand what's going on that we're trying to figure out a way to work around that, but if you go ahead and add the photos two or three times, or in my instance, the other day, I had the app crash on me two or three times yep. and I can see the frustration and I understand that frustration. So if it, if it happens to be a random complete stranger out there that has no idea who we are and <laughs> they're just fell upon it and was, we're like, wow, this seems like a great app and I can't wait to get my hands on it and use it. And that was their experience. I do understand it. Yeah. And, but at the same time, I do feel like it would have been nice to have a little bit of feedback. Like, why right, do you feel right. it was necessary to give a one star? Like, you couldn't do three stars. Like, you couldn't give the three stars or four stars and be like, hey, this doesn't work great. Yeah, exactly. I like the concept, but try to fix it. And yeah. it is what it is. We're going to have plenty of them. So, kind of have to be like Joe Rogan, just put Haters. it out there and don't read <laughs> exactly. the comments. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we get it, man. Like, it, it doesn't work great and it's very frustrating. That's probably why we haven't marketed it too much yet just because I've used it and I've added like 25 tickets. So I've worked through it with the developers that we've had to try to figure out how to use it. And I know how to make it work perfect. Like I never have an issue with it, but yeah. for somebody who's just downloading it, like there's definitely some, some quirks to it. So, and I think that goes into, you know, like you said, with the developer trying to make him understand what's happening with it. Yep. Um, you know, there's many different reasons why it could be happening. It could be our server that we started with that isn't great and it costs a ton of money to upgrade to a better server. That's going to allow us to store the tickets or the, the tickets and pictures locally until you get to a good Wi-Fi and they'll just upload in the background. So that'll solve a lot of issues when we could do that. Um, 
But I mean, finances come into it and we're just building it on a, I don't know what the term is, a shoestring budget or something like that. But, you know, we're just throwing whatever we can at this thing to try to make it good. And, you know, hopefully someday it gets to the point where we're looking back at this and be like, oh man, that was bad. Yeah. But it's really not that bad. I mean, it worked very well once you figure it out. Yeah. In my opinion, but. I mean, and when this new update does come out, maybe talk, because you really understand it. You know, again, you've been talking a lot with the tool. Yeah. Um, Shout out a tool. Yeah, absolutely. You're my guy. <laughs> uh, do you want to maybe take people through the process of what it's going to be moving forward to try to things that we've done to streamline it and make it a little bit more efficient? Yeah. Yeah. So part of the problem was when you would. Um, so basically what you do is you go in and you hit a, a plus sign or start your new collection to create the ticket. And right now it's you put in all the information for that ticket stub and then you add photos all at the same time and just like anything that's going to get uploaded to the internet it's going to determine how fast it's going to go by the internet connection that you're on or how big are the photos that you're uploading are you uploading four minute videos or are you uploading 30 second video clips so we don't have a cap on what you could upload at any given time so right now what happens is you could just choose the photos and videos that you want to put in and hit save and it stays on the same screen. It tells you that it's creating the ticket and uploading the photos, but if you don't catch that, it looks like it's not doing anything. And then 10 minutes later, you'll go back in and your pictures and and videos and stuff will be in there. Um, But it does that all in one setting. So the first thing that we're doing is, it's basically gonna say when you hit save, it's gonna create that ticket stub for you before you add any photos. And then you're going to be able to go in and upload your your pictures and videos. And really what we're trying to, to change on is just some of the verbiage. Like if you're uploading photos saying, hey, we're uploading, this may take a couple minutes mm-hmm. and let you know that that's happening. Right. You know, that happens on Facebook. It takes a little bit to upload photos and videos yeah, to Facebook. Course. And they have a massive server and a massive user base. So, right. um, you know, it's not going to be instantaneous. Mm-hmm. So we have to just let people know what's going on and, Hey, it's working in the background. That's why I think making it store local and not having any of that upload. It's just, hey, here's your ticket stub. Here's your pictures. And they're in there. They're just basically moving them from your gallery to right. the. So it takes the network out of play early on. Right. Until right. you have a strong connection. So that's where we want to go with that part. But that's going to take some time to get there. So right now, this is kind of how we have to do it. Um, some of the feedback that we got from some of our users is that they'd like to um choose which cover photo they have on the board. Mm-hmm. So the the tip that I gave out is just choose your first picture and hit save when you're creating the ticket stub. And then that will be your cover photo. But we're going to allow users to go in and, and choose which one they want um, in the edit function. So, so after the fact. After can, the fact, yeah. Yep. So if you decide, oh, I want to change what this looks like and change a different picture, you don't have to delete all your pictures and then pick that first one again. Right. You could choose which one you want it to be. Um, so that's one of the changes that's going to go into effect. And then again, most of it is just hopefully making it work just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. The big one to me is the, the way the ticket is going to look. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, I don't think we have it anywhere on social media, but it's going to be cool. It's going to look like an old Ticketmaster style ticket was. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely um, looks a lot better. And then, you know, Bill, one of our other, um, partners in this suggested, having the corkboard in the background. Yeah. And that I think looks fantastic. That's a great look. It really conveys that idea of 
you know, pinning tickets into the cork board. So. Yep. Yep. Um, so that's going to be cool. But a lot of the things that we're doing are breaking other things at the same right, time. Right. So it's just trying to get everything on the same page. So I'm hoping within the next couple of weeks, we'll have this update out, but we'll obviously keep, keep you guys all in the loop on this podcast. And yeah, you know, if you do have feedback to give us, please send it. Um, that's the only way we're going to make it better. I, I can handle it. If you say it sucks and here's why. Great. Yeah. I want to know why. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a, I had a guy, a friend of mine who I work with tell me the other day that his wife loves the app, but she was hoping that she had the ability to just type in and search for a concert or an event. Yep. For instance, Bruce Springsteen at the Barclays Center. Yeah. You know, and how many times has he performed at the Barclays Center? Maybe two or three times, handful of times. I don't know off the top of my head, but that was the example that was given to me. And just having, you know, the ability to pick that one concert, like to say, I know I was at that concert, yeah. select it, and all the data just pulls into the ticket. Right. So uh, almost a way to automate it, which eventually we're heading in that direction, but that's, you know, a while down the road yet. Yep. But it just having some of that user feedback, all those little things are are noted and... As soon as we can get to these changes and we can make it work, we're definitely going to continue to add and improve the app. And basically, again, let it sounds like a broken record, I guess, at this point, but let the users keep developing and building the app and yeah. give people what they want. So, Yeah, and that brings up a good point with the automation part. Like, We found out we might be able to pull all that data from different places and we might be able to pull set lists in from different places. So, you know, eventually we want to get to the point where you could just type in Bruce Springsteen at you know, Barclays Center, and then mm -hmm. you pick the date, and it says, do you want to import the set list? Yeah. Yes, and then you have a copy of the set list to go along with it. You never have to search for it again. So yeah, little stuff like that I think are cool things that I would like to see, Oh, yeah. you know, just for myself. Absolutely. Um, Scores so, of a game, stats yeah, after the game. Exactly, you know, yep. A little bit more information when you go back into it. It's not just going into that ticket to see right. photos and videos. You're also getting some memorable data to just – recreate and bring that moment back to life yep yep so any ideas throw them at us guys we'll do our best to implement them and yeah you know make it as as good of an app as we can for what we want to do so um so, i mean and, and you know, speaking of barclays center we actually you and i were both at events this past weekend so i had the opportunity to go see jurassic world live took the kids to see jurassic world at barclays center definitely kept the attention of a two and a three-year-old so that was That's the good. that was the best that i could have asked for but it was better than I expected it to be. Was it? Yeah, the dinosaurs when they come out are really cool. A lot more lifelike than I was expecting. Yeah. And um, cool storyline. Um, I thought that was gonna kind of turn my kids off from it because it was more of a storyline than it, than I was thinking there would be. But it definitely keeps the older crowd engaged too. It wasn't just a bunch of dinosaurs coming out, and there were some cool stunts too. So I know that's gonna be coming local. So we'll probably be heading to that again. Yeah. Um, you were at Harlem Globetrotters, right? I was, yeah. It was it was cool. It was what you'd expect. <laughs> you know, Bryce, uh, my son, he was getting mad about halfway through the first quarter because he's like, I just want to watch them play basketball. And they're like chasing <laughs> each other around the court and hiding and doing all this stuff, like running in the stands. He's like, when are they going to start playing basketball again? Like, that's all he wanted to watch. But, you know, those guys are talented, guys and they, girls. They get they're, serious they're though, so at some talented. Point, right? I mean, they play a little bit of a game. You know, there was one guy on the generals, like, I don't know, they play the same team over and over yeah. again. And <laughs> I remember seeing on Sports Center years ago when the generals actually like beat them. And yeah. I don't know how yeah. because it's all so scripted. Yep. It seems like I'm watching a wrestling event, but somehow they won. Um, 
So I was keeping an eye on the score and be like, oh, we're going to see a, see an upset here. And of course, I always want to see the upset. Of course. Um, but it was cool. Like they're, they're super talented in what they do. Yeah. Um, but the guy on the other team, like they have a four point shot. So I wouldn't be surprised if the NBA put in a four point shot at some point. I feel like, you know, everybody's talking way, yeah. about it with Dame and Steph, like pulling up yeah. from half court. Yep. Um, but this guy was hitting everything from the, he was just top of the key, four point shot money, the whole, <laughs> that's awesome. Like, man, this guy could shoot like, but how much fun would that be to be on the generals? Yeah. And, oh yeah. You know, you don't really have to play. So it's really like a scrimmage game. You just get to go out there, bombs away, three, four point shots. Like, yeah, that's right in my ballpark. Would it be fun though? Just knowing that you're going to get your ass kicked every night. Yeah, like you, you, you to have shoot to shoot around and play I mean, basketball. I mean, I, I guess, know. yeah, you're getting paid to travel and, you know, it would sure be, fun, be fun. But like they tried to play in like the whole heel thing, like where the guy got on the mic and started talking about how the Eagles suck and this and that. So like, <laughs> you know, they try to rile up the crowd to go for the Globetrotters, which I mean, you're there to see them anyway. So, yeah, yeah. but it was neat. I mean, the kids enjoyed it. They had a good time. It's definitely something to go check out if they come around again or if they're in your area, like it's. The kids love it. Yeah. And they're great with the kids. Like, we didn't take them down. We didn't get there early enough. But you can go on the court ahead of time and get autographs. And there was one guy that was playing basketball against them. Like, uh, that's cool. He There was five kids trying to steal the ball off him, and they couldn't even touch the ball. Like, they weren't even getting close to him. It was <laughs> crazy. They were all around him in a circle, too. So, yeah, it was fun. Those, it was are, cool. those are the memories, though, as a kid you remember forever. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, like, like I, yeah. I have vivid memories of getting snowed by Lenny Dykstra back in the day at the vet. All I wanted was his autograph at a meet and greet. And he <laughs> guy came out in front of about 20,000 people on the field and just waved his hand and walked back into the dugout. It was the worst experience of my life. That's when I became a Yankee fan. Dykstra actually. did that to you. Yeah. I had no clue who anyone else on that team was. I was like the biggest <laughs> Lenny Dykstra Philadelphia Phillies fan. Yeah. I was maybe eight or nine years old. I don't and all I wanted to do was meet him, get his autograph. I had my glove, hat, and bunch of players walking around signing autographs taking pictures i could care less who came out i just wanted to see dykstra and he walked out and just gave a little wave to everybody and turned around and walked back you know it's like dude might as well flip you the bird at that nice. point he was yeah, just yeah. like no he basically did yeah. yeah that's what he did so i was like all right decided to move on what other team do i want to like just like i move on in every other well i don't want to say football but every other sport did you pick a new team like every you have no, to yeah it keeps it interesting wherever lebron goes of course yeah and when he retires, now I got to find the new. Well, I already think I'm jumping to the Grizzlies. Magic. John Morant. Orlando Magic's going to yeah. be where it's at. I mean, if Bronny gets drafted oh, and God. then LeBron That'll goes down, I might pick a new team. What would you do if I became a Magic fan? I wouldn't accept you <laughs> as a Magic <laughs> You've talked too much shit over these years, even though the Magic. Yeah, I, dude, I don't even know if I could do that. That would be tough. No, it won't I don't know. I, don't, I didn't think I'd ever become a Laker fan either, though. When he went to the Lakers, I was like, I got to find a new team. But then I just I couldn't not root for him. Yeah. I, so I could not root for him real easy. Yeah. I mean, well, but the Magic are going to be the Warriors in like four or five years. No that way. That team that comes no, out of nowhere no and way. every kid's going to be wearing a Paolo Bancaro Dude, jersey. Not a chance. No. That's enough Magic talk for this podcast. Let's move on. But <laughs> Nobody wants to hear no, that. No, nobody anyway. cares. So I'm just going to stop talking about it. But funny story that you mentioned Dykstra giving you the big F you. Um, yeah. <laughs> we went to Camden Yards when I was, I don't know, 14 or 15. It was 99, so maybe I was 16. No, 98. So I don't know. Ripken, somewhere around there. Ripken in his prime. I don't know if Ripken was, was still there. But it was when the, it was 98 because the Yankees were just like destroying everybody. Okay. Um, And uh, we waited outside for Bernie Williams. Bernie Williams was my favorite player. 
And him and Joe Torre came walking out together. Now, mind you, Brady Anderson from the Orioles was outside signing autographs for like 45 minutes for anybody who wanted it. I think my brother got three of them <laughs> for what? Like Brady Anderson. But he got shout out to you, Brady. Um, yeah, sorry for laughing. But that's. But he was out there forever, like signing autographs for the kids. So I had a Bernie Williams jersey on, Yankees hat all decked out. He comes out. I'm all excited. I got a ball. Um, and he walks right by and he goes, please don't touch me. <laughs> dude i don't want to touch you i just want an autograph right. like and he just walked right by and that was it and i was like dude, i don't get it man hey, i don't get bernie it bernie williams is a dick like, yeah and i've been watching him since i don't know the early 90s like all those huge hits that he had i was so pissed so i don't know if i've ever been the same like bernie williams fan that i was since it, that day like yeah it sucked as but. a kid man that that really it hurts i was a little older so i was probably more like fuck you but <laughs> <laughs> um but on a side note at that same game, Doc Gooden and Mariano Rivera were shagging fly balls in the outfield. And Doc threw me a, a, a ball that he got. And then uh, Mo came over and signed it. That's pretty So cool. I still have that That's... ball at my mom's house somewhere. I think my dog like bit it a little bit and ate it. So um, you have a Mariano, Mariano Rivera autographed baseball and you're saying it's somewhere at your mom's house. Yeah, that my dog got a hold of <laughs> at some point. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't really care because I, I would never sell oh, it. Man. It's not something that I would have ever sold. I know, but so I, I know like I still have like, it. You got to have that in a frame somewhere in this house. Like, just not always the smartest. <laughs> That's probably why this app is taking so long to get going. But <laughs> I mean, but yeah, dude, I don't. Yeah, I don't get it though. I, sometimes part of me understands so that level of celebrity. You're yeah. probably getting every kid, adult, whatever right. sports right. fan, basically harassing you twenty four seven. Can't even go to the grocery store. Didn't LeBron just say something like that? Like, yeah, yeah he's a billionaire, but he can't yeah, go to Target it, and exactly. just be a normal person. And, yeah. like, the first thought is, like, whatever, LeBron. Like, fuck you. How do you, right. like... But, then but on you, deeper thought. Right. Gets, like, that would suck. Yeah. To not absolutely. be able to go anywhere without, like, just being harassed. Yeah. So I get it. Uh, it's yeah. all right, Bernie. I understand. But, no, fuck you, Dykstra. I still I, know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that would that would be tough. I don't, I don't yeah. know. They, they talk about that with, like, wrestlers. Like, you'll have wrestling fans waiting in the airport for them, like, and they expect you to take photos and, <laughs> you know, sign. it doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't matter, like, if this is your, you know, 30th day straight on the road and you're just on your way home. Like, wrestling yeah. fans will be there expecting you to sign an autograph and take pictures and be at your best. And you got to catch so a I, flight in 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. That'd be tough. So, I get it. I get why they just want to kind of move on. All right, so one more thing we got we did want to touch base on um, that we mentioned earlier. So one event, if you can go back and relive, you know, what whatever event you want to talk about. I know there's probably a whole bunch of them, but anything you want to discuss or bring up that you can think of that would be something to kind of rekindle some memories or whatever. There's so many. Um, like you said, I... If I could go back to one, it would probably be Jeter's last game at Yankee Stadium for a number of reasons, right? I was, am and was a huge Yankees fan, so being in the stands for Jeter's last game was nuts because it just played out so perfectly. Like, the Yankees had the lead. It looked like it was going to be just another boring game, and then the Orioles came back, you know, and tied it mm -hmm. in the uh, top of the ninth. And when you looked at who was coming up in the lineup, you saw that Jeter was coming up at some point. You're like, oh, shit, like this could get, 
this could get nuts. Yeah. And then uh, I don't even remember who scored the winning run. Like, what kind of a Yankees fan am I? But I remember Nick Markakis trying to throw the dude out at home and take that moment away. Uh, and it was close. Like, it was a real close play at home. But I've never heard that stadium be so loud. Which is crazy. I mean, old, new can... Yankee Stadium kind of sucks compared yeah. to the old one. But that showed me what it could be, mm-hmm. you know, for a big event, big moment. So I have that one. And I talk about that one, too, because it was uh, the last time I took my grandma to a game. And, you know, she was like a huge Yankees fan. Oh, yeah. And it worked out like she won a Jeter jersey on the bus. I have pictures of her all excited. And, you know, that was before she could, She, you know, she slowed down a little bit and couldn't walk. But being able to take her to that game. Yeah. If that meant I could go back in time and go to that game again, you get number one Jeter's last game at Yankee Stadium. Right. You know, the last Yankees game you get to go to with your grandmother, like that would be it, 100%. Yeah. Um, But funny story on that, we sat around, we went on a bus. And uh, after the game, Jeter had his press conference. Like he walked around the field and he had a press conference and we were sitting in the stands watching it. And we're like, we've been here 30 minutes. We should probably go. So we start walking back to the bus lot and the bus was leaving. Like it was just going to (laughs) leave us in the Bronx. (laughs) After a Yankees game because we took so long. They didn't try to call. They didn't do anything. They were just leaving. So we start banging on the window, and they're like, oh, yeah, we were going to leave you guys here. (laughs) I feel like within 30 minutes, that bus didn't go anywhere, though. Like, there's no way it got out of the parking lot that fast. Yeah, there was nobody. Really? Like, everything was emptied out. They could have just taken off. Like, we literally caught them as they were leaving the exit. So, (laughs) you know. going to leave without you. 2014, my grandma would have been, like, 80. Yeah. Something like that. So walking around the Bronx with your 80-year-old grandmother and your cousin, like. (laughs) <laughs> not sure she was always in there. good spirits though, yeah so it would have been good but <laughs> yeah it was funny so but yeah what would you do where would you go back to oh man you can't say Lollapalooza because we talked about that one last week no so I, and I, I don't else. know like I feel like now that you had to throw a Jeter thing I can't really top that um because I, I technically didn't see Kobe's last game I saw his last game in Philly which was essentially a home game for him oh that's cool so that was pretty neat um and that was technically before I was a Lakers fan. So it was more so I actually wanted to take my sister to a Lakers game because she's always been a big Laker fan. Okay. And it was a birthday gift for her. And it just so happened to be I bought the tickets before Kobe announced that it was going to be his last year. And um, I remember the day of that that game, it was kind of like, wow, this is going to be his last home game because he's you know obviously from Philly. Yeah. And it definitely crossed my mind. I was like, I just have to check the value of these tickets. And they were like $2,500 a piece. For where you were sitting. Yeah, we were, and we were upper deck, but we were front row upper deck, like right at half court. So honestly, and the seats turned out to be really good. I mean, that's such a great, yeah, like, yeah, because you see everything on the court, but you don't have to worry about like being crammed up. Like, exactly. Yeah, it was, it was phenomenal. Like it turned out to be such a great view, but it crossed my mind. And I believe I remember like telling my sister about it and she's like, honestly, I won't be mad. That's a lot of money. Like if you want to sell the tickets, yeah. I was like, I just, I can't, like I already paid for the tickets. Like we're going and that's it. It is what it is. And it was worth it though. It's again, it's a memory that really I'm going to have for the rest of my life, you know? And if yeah. I sold those tickets and got the money, it would have been blown on something stupid and I would have never remembered it anyway. So it's kind of one of those things that I always look back and think, you know, like, yeah, you can probably flip a lot of tickets and miss some of these big events, but you know, at the end of the day, like just that memory is just so priceless, you know? Yeah. And I mean, some of the events that, that even we've gone to, I would want to relive. I mean that, I, I don't know if many people are like huge UFC fans, but we, 
we went through our fair share of like diehard UFC fandom and just, we just say it was in the beginning, like when pay-per-views were like well, 39 kind of. I mean, Yeah, they were like this was what, UFC in, yeah. 77, right? So I don't know. There's a couple of them. Was it 77? So I guess it, it was wasn't really 70 in the or 70 or 77. I feel like an old man now saying I know like, right? oh, everything's too expensive and I can't watch it. But yeah, exactly. But we did watch it a lot in the um, beginning. Yeah. But dude, that was another one. I think we had front row upper deck for that too. We, we were, did. Yeah. Because our friend <laughs> If anybody remembers that fight, it was Tim Sylvia and Randy Couture. Yep. And David versus Goliath. Yeah. Everybody was saying Couture didn't have a shot because he was too old and Sylvia's too big and all the other nonsense. And like, what was that in Columbus? Columbus, Ohio. Yep. And it had a big fight feel to it. It did. Yeah. That, I remember the energy in that that arena was electric. And <laughs> I think, so one of our friends. What's up, Bill? I wasn't going to say I'm not going to name names, but I'll say yeah, his name. What's going on, Billy? Um, He's not listening anyways. I know. He's, but yeah, so he, dude, I don't even know. Like the kid could fall asleep. I, I call him a kid. So that's funny. But um, he, I feel like he just fall asleep on a dime anywhere. And he literally did right before the fight. We're sitting there pre-fight. There's probably a good 45 minutes between fights when you're at these events live. And within seconds, you know, I don't know how he slept through the intros, that's what's shocking to me that that didn't wake did him up. Did he sleep through the intros or did he fall asleep after the intros? <laughs> I don't remember. That's I mean, this a good, was a that's long a good question. Time, we so probably should find that out because yeah. that's, that's, uh, yeah, I, I just, but somehow he was either asleep or fell asleep. And within the first 10 seconds of the fight, Couture ran across the ring and just clocked Sylvia with a, a right hand hook that just knocked him right to the mat. Place absolutely went ape shit. And he jumped up out of his seat because we were all like screaming and yeah. just going nuts and literally almost fell over the front rail. I mean, it was like, <laughs> I think we had to like grab him to be like, dude, you know, come to your senses here. And he's like, Whoa, what's going on? What's going on? Like, no idea what happened. But and and then and Randy Couture ended up kind of holding his own throughout the rest of that fight. And yeah, I think he won, right? He did win. I, he didn't knock him out or anything no, like that. No, it ended up going five. It went but. five. But um. But yeah, that's that's one of the many events that we've been to that I would want to relive too. So I I picked two, but see, I forgot um, about that though, dude. Like I'm sure yeah, I still have that ticket stub somewhere. Yeah, but we were definitely 21. Oh, I don't yeah, remember yeah. what year that happened, but well, wait, I we went. So we went. To, so that was UFC 70, or you know what, dude? It might have even been like UFC 68. It was, but it was around that time because I remember we went back out to Cincinnati. Yeah, for was that Rich Franklin and Anderson Silva, right? That was the second one. That their yeah, second that was one, after because yeah. remember the first one he rocked. Yeah, Franklin oh, yeah. like destroyed yeah. him. It was UFC sixty eight, Sylvia versus Couture. Okay, so yeah, sixty eight. That was two thousand seven. So we were like twenty three, twenty four, somewhere <laughs> in that ballpark. Yeah. Wow, that honestly doesn't seem that long ago. No, so I mean, not quite twenty years, but I didn't remember that until you just brought right, that up. Right. You know, so being able and, and that leads us back, we're probably beating a dead horse, but that's why we made this app. Yeah. So just to be able to go back fifteen and, years ago, if I could have remembered all this stuff, the stories that go with them is mm -hmm. is more what I want to remember. Yeah. Cause there's so many of them. And I'm sure you guys have stories as well from the events that you went to. And I'm sure people are even crazier than than we oh, yeah. are. I would love to hear these stories if you guys share them on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. We'll put a post out. But yeah. Um yeah, and I think That's, eventually, too, it'd be cool to start getting some people on, like just let people come on and tell their story because yeah. these stories, I think, are 
very informational or not informational, very entertaining rather. Yeah. Yeah. So anybody ever wants to jump on the show and come and tell us a good story, we're more than willing to listen and absolutely get it out there. But yeah, so uh, that was, there's some funny ones at UFC. I remember going to Turning Stone because we wanted to gamble. And it was like Arlovsky versus <laughs> some nobody. I don't know who it was, but like we slept in bathtubs and closets because we were so <laughs> broke. But you could gamble. So we were there like playing blackjack. We were doubling down on 12. Every time we would do it, the dealer would be like doubling on a 12, on a hard 12. Like, not even like a, <laughs> not and, a hard uh, nine, a hard 12. No. And then we have our other friend who's out there on the dice table throwing money out saying hard nine. Like, that's a thing. <laughs> so that was before we knew what we were doing gambling wise. But, oh man. Yeah. There's, there's some fun stuff to, to go through with all these. So, that's why we're doing the podcast. Remember all that stuff. So, hopefully, you guys find the stories entertaining and, yeah. We'd love to hear the ones that you guys have and want to share. And if you want to come on and talk about it, come Hit us on. up. Yeah, absolutely. I guess you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search Ticket Board. You'll see the logo. Just no TikTok yet. No TikTok. I don't understand TikTok. Something I'm an old we'll man. Get it. Eventually, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's enough for tonight. Uh, like us, follow us, share all that fun stuff. Yeah, rate and review. I guess... Just no more one, no more one star reviews, guys. Come on, at least tell us why. Or yeah, <laughs> just gonna be one but star. Yeah. Tell us why. Just at least give us a, a reason why, so we know, so we can improve and get better. But stop being so happy to give one star reviews. To anything. Just be nice.